Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Hi, that Wistful Vista is a one-horse town, but we cheerfully admit that the McGees are a one-horse family. And here with Lillian, that's the horse, in the garage, and her co-owners in the living room, one lying on the sofa and the other knitting, we find Fibber McGee and Molly. Why don't you go out and shovel off the front walk? Huh? You'll get fat lying down like that right after a hearty lunch. Hey, maybe I'm better at that. I won't be available very much till after March 15th, you know. Where'll you be until March 15th? Oh, you know, deep in the heart of Texas. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> the way our house go eats up our income. Hey, that reminds me. Did you feed the horse? Yes, I fed her. While you were snoring here on the sofa. I was not snoring. I'm merely a baritone breather. <laughs> What'd you give Lillian? Did you give her her oats? Yes, but she didn't seem to like them very much. I never heard of an egg that didn't like oats. Must be off her feet. Yes, she probably looked in the wind and saw you eating like a horse and got jelly. <laughs> no kidding, Molly. Wouldn't she eat her oats? Well, not all of them. Maybe I put too much cream and sugar on them. Cream and sugar on Lillian's oats? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and then I tried it with some cornflakes. She liked those fine. She ate four boxes of them. Four boxes? Oh, well, that ain't so much for a growing horse. So, you know, McGee, she's got bad table manners, too. Huh? She kept blowing the cornflakes off the spoon like this, you know. I guess I better feed her myself after this, Molly. I know more about... Come in. Well, I'll be Horatio K. Boomer. Hello, Mr. Boomer. Good day, my dear. And a chittering Tuesday to you, Titmouth. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't seen you for a long time, Boomer. What you been doing? Frankly, my pacifist young pickle puss, <laughs> I've been working for the government for the past 90 days as an Arkansas geologist. Well, what on earth is an Arkansas geologist, Mr. Boomer? Very interesting profession. We take big rocks, Make little rock. <laughs> I catch on. One of those jobs where your board and room are thrown in after you are. <laughs> exactly, exactly. By the way, Boomer, I've never been dunked in a dungeon myself. What kind of food do you get? Not bad. Not bad at all, bug face. <laughs> I remember one night I had a tasty appetizer of stuffed eggs Romanoff, a delightful Puri de Mongo, Julienne. Romaine salad with Russian dressing, breast of guinea hen under glass, nolly choke with hollandaise, and a bit of camembert with my demitard. Well, heavenly days, that sounds like a New York restaurant. It was, Golden Girl, it was. Unfortunately, I was reapprehended that same evening and returned to the Bastille, <laughs> where slum conditions prevail. <laughs> it isn't bad if you care for slum. <laughs> Well, what did you stop by here for, Boomer? Want us to join the Crook of the Month Club? <laughs> <laughs> That's very good, Limberlip, very good. And clean, too. I 
I can tell that one to my mother when she gets out. <laughs> but I just stopped in to request a small favor. What's the favor, Mr. Boomer? Just wondered if I could leave this suitcase in your care for a day or so. Sure. What's in it? A few valuables belonging to an old aunt of mine. She's moving and doesn't want this stuff lying around. Oh, well, all right, Mr. Boomer. We'll take care of it. Is your aunt moving today? Yes, yeah, she is, my dear. Seems that her husband, my uncle Winthrop, by marriage, on my father's side, mm-hmm. he was the only one who was on father's side. <laughs> anyway, it seems he had a little printing press in the basement that made too much noise. Well, the neighbors complained? No, but we began to suspect it was being heard in Washington, D.C. <laughs> you know what I mean. If you do, keep your trap shut. <laughs> Thank you very much, Drama Gam, and a stiff little nod to you, little stiff. Hey, Molly, you suppose we did right by keeping this suitcase for boomers? Well, I don't know why not, McGee. So that was a ridiculous excuse, his dear old aunt's moving. Yeah. I suppose it's full of counterfeit dough or stolen goods or... Hot inner tubes or something. <laughs> I got a good notion to open it. McGee, you'll do no such a thing. Huh? It wouldn't be right or decent. What's in that suitcase is absolutely none of our oh, business. Well. The idea of betraying a trust like that. First shame. Oh, well, gee. Anyway, I... you can't open it. It's locked. <laughs> How do you know? Well, my hand accidentally bumped against the lattice two or three times, and it didn't open. Uh, I'll bet I could get it open. Give me a hairpin. I will not. It's one thing to have it open accidentally, and quite another thing to deliberately break into it. Well, I guess you're right, Molly. After all, Boomer did trust us with it. Why, of course he did. Yeah. And if we're not the kind of people who can be trusted with a little suitcase, I'll bet it would spring open if you knocked it off the table. I bet it would, too, but, yeah, I'd feel awful cheap doing it. Oh, I would, too. Mm-hmm. Is the table high enough? <laughs> no, the bookcase would be better. It's higher. Okay. Now, if I leave it up here on the bookcase... <clears throat> now, if somebody could slam the door hard and it jarred off onto the floor and sprung open, nobody could blame us. That would be an act of providence. See who that is, Providence. <laughs> Come in. Oh, hello, Abigail. Oh, how do you do, my dear? Hi, Mr. McGee. Hi, sis. What's the matter? <laughs> Why, nothing at all, Mr. McGee, really. I merely wish to make some inquiries regarding the horse you purchased last week. Oh, why, certainly, Abigail. Well, you tell her, Molly. You braided Lillian's hair this morning, so you'll know the main fact. <laughs> <laughs> I just adore listening to you when you're in one of your humorous moods. <laughs> that was it, too. <laughs> you tell some jokes. <laughs> okay. Well, it seems there was a traveling salesman. McGee. <laughs> just okay. what was it uh, you wanted to know about Abigail Lillian? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean Lillian Abigail. <laughs> Natural mistake. <laughs> well, first my dear... <laughs> Uh, first of all, is she well broken to the saddle? Oh, she's a riding horse, all right, Uppy. What kind of saddle do you like? Kentucky, McClellan, English, or Western? Well, I personally prefer a modified English type, Mr. McGee. I, um, I have job burns, you see. Oh, you poor thing. 
Jodfers. I had Jodfers once. <laughs> Couldn't ride a horse for six months. The doctor says it was the worst case of Jodfers he ever saw. Started with a little small Jodfer on my neck and spread out. Listen again, Jodfers is not a disease. Jodfers are a type of riding breeches. For women? Yes. And it's still a disease. Why, your prejudice, McGee. Oh, uh, by the way, when I saw Miss McGee leading Lillian around the block this morning, she seemed, uh, well, uh, just a touch of, uh, sway back. Oh, really? I hadn't noticed. What do you mean, sway back? She ain't sway back. She's just big hearted. <laughs> and what is that to do with a sagging spine, Mr. McGee? Her spine don't sag, I tell you. Her heart is so big it pulls her down in the middle. Mr. McGee, I seem to sense an attitude of ridicule on your part. Oh, now, Abigail. And for your information, Mr. McGee, I hold seven blue ribbons for exploitation. And furthermore... Furthermore what? Uh, pardon me, but this suitcase on the bookcase is about to fall off. I'll, I'll push it back a little. Oh. Mm-hmm. Now, that's much better. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, oh, yes. Goodbye. <laughs> Equitation, my eye. Suppose she is a good swimmer. <laughs> What's that got to do with riding a horse? Well, search me, but shove that suitcase a little forward again, McGee. It'll never fall off that way. Well, thanks to Uppy, the meddlesome old moose. There. There we are. It'll fall now if a mosquito winks at it. Where can we get a mosquito this time of year? I was just speaking metaphorically. What I meant to say is... Oh, say, I hear you have a house guest. House guest? Yeah, somebody named Lillian. Oh. Oh, yeah. Lillian. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, she's a great kid, too. Oh, uh, she's out right now. Well, I'd like to meet her sometime. Blonde or brunette? Well, I don't know. I'd say she's almost a platinum blonde, wouldn't you, McGee? Yeah, with big brown eyes, Harlow, and nice white teeth, and the softest lips. Oh. <laughs> is she married? I don't think so, is she, McGee? I think she was once. Some old horse named Prince, I think. <laughs> He's in the army now. <laughs> Last I heard of him, he was, uh, he was, uh, well, I think he's just under a major. <laughs> How old is he? Oh, I'd say about 18 or 19. Oh, great. Just the right age. She'll be getting hitched one of these days. Uh, incidentally, is Lillian a local girl? No. She's from Kentucky, this real talk. The bluegrass country. Oh. Accent? Just a trace of southern drool at times. <laughs> Why? Well, these southern girls sure know how to make a home. Gee, I wish Lillian were here so I could tell her. Well, now, you come back any time, Mr. Wilcox. We'll be glad to introduce you. If you really want to make a hit with her, Harlow, I bring her an apple or a carrot. Oh! <laughs> Vegetarian, eh? Strictly. Say, I've got a great idea. Huh? My wife is going to a fashion show at the Bonton tomorrow. Uh-huh. I'll have her call Lillian and invite her to go along. How's that? <laughs> oh, well, no, I don't know. Oh, now, listen, a girl's got to get out and meet people. <laughs> She's got to get out. She can't just hang around home and eat carrots and apples. <laughs> what do you think she is, a horse? <laughs> 
Now, I can just see Lillian at the bomb town, McGee, giving the new spring hats the horse laugh. <laughs> Wait till Harlow drives the caller. She'll give him the old stall. <laughs> hey, what? That suitcase didn't fall down when he slammed the door. Well, maybe he didn't close it tight, McGee. Close it again. Okay. There. Oh. McGee, look. Oh. Look what came out of that suitcase. Oh, get a load of that silverware. It's stolen, that's what it is. Look at the watch. And the knickknacks. And the jewelry. And the money. Look at that water dough. Hey, this is a case for the cops. Why, well, certainly it is. Call them up quick, okay. dearie. I don't want this stuff in the house any longer than necessary. Give me the phone. Thanks. Hello, operator. Give me the police. To... Oh, is that you, Mert? Oh, dear. <laughs> How's every little thing, Mert? There's they. What's they, Mert? Your sister, Gypsy Ruth. The fan dancer, huh? Wants me to see if she's taken off too much. Oh, heavenly days, McGee! That's indecent. No, no, it ain't. She's she's making out her income tax. <laughs> What's say, Mert? Okay, thanks anyway, Mert. She can't take any calls from us, Molly. I forgot to pay the bill. Oh dear, oh dear! I run over to Mrs. Stoops and use their phone, McGee. You keep an eye on this jewelry and stuff. I'll say I will. Boy, what a load of loot! What silver? I never realized Boomer was such a sterling character. <laughs> Why, there's enough of this stuff in... Uh-oh, better get this done. Hi, mister. Oh, hello, little girl. Now, go away, will you? I'm busy. I, I got some important business to attend to. Go on, beat it, go. Oh, you're always too busy to talk to me, I bet you. I just want to go out in the garage and see your horse. Mm-hmm. Okay, 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 go ahead. Gee, thanks, mister. Yeah. Can I feed her a lump of sugar? Hmm? Can I please? Hmm? Well, <laughs> you better just talk to her, sis. <laughs> Give me the lump of sugar. Here you are. Thanks. Horses don't appreciate the value of this stuff nowadays. Now, don't let Lillian kick you, sis. Oh, <laughs> I'm not afraid of horses, I bet you. No? <laughs> I go down to a farm every summer. Oh, you do? Hmm? I says, oh, you do? Do what? Hip- Go down to a farm every summer. Gee, so do I. That's what I... Oh, all right. Go on, sis. Go see Lillian. All right. I want to see her little baby, too. Baby? Mm-hmm. Our horse hasn't got any baby. Oh. <laughs> yes, she has a baby. Oh, no, she has. Oh, yes, she has. Oh, no. What makes you think our horse has a baby? My daddy said so. Oh, he did, eh? Your daddy done told you, huh? Mm-hmm. What does he know about our horse? Well, I don't know, mister, but this morning when you were leading Lillian around the box, daddy saw you out the window and he said to my mama, Hey, Susie, get a load of the hooks on that hay burner. If she isn't a mother, I never saw one. Thank you. Did you call the cops, Molly? I certainly did, McGee. I told them to arrest Mr. Boomer and come and get this suitcase full of stuff. I won't have it in the house. Me either. I'm no offense. Even if I am always around the house. (laughs) You get a Molly stolen goods, fence, around the house? Ain't funny, McGee. I got a big laugh with that in a high school play once. I wrote it myself, too. You did? Yeah, I called it Abe's Irish Rose, and it was all about a young couple of women. You didn't write that. Ann Nichols wrote that, and it ran for years in New York. It did? And she never paid me a dime royalty. (laughs) How do you like that? I guess I better copyright my other one. What other one? Tobacco Road? (laughs) Oh, but there's a good title. (laughs) I can use that sometime. 
My other play is about a rich millionaire playboy that gets married seven times. His name is Moore, and I call the play the Moore the Marrier. <laughs> it's a play on words that people yeah. go for that kind of stuff. Oh, here, please, McGee, get the suitcase. I hope they caught Boomer. That guy's as slippery as a plate of watermelon when you're wearing your best white pants. Who? Me. Oh. Come in. Oh. Oh, hi, Latrivius. We thought it was the cop. And Mr. Boomer, what on earth are you two doing together? Seems to have been a slight error in judgment, my dear. Yes, indeed. I'll say there was. By leaving that suitcase here, you... Excuse me, please. I'll handle this. Mrs. Oh. McGee. You called the police, I believe, and had them arrest Mr. Boomer? I did. Any man who would deliberately leave a suitcase full of stolen goods without... Ah, yes. Better and better. I am now accused of being a thief, and in front of witnesses, too. Well, you are. I think you'd better not say any more, McGee, until you've heard the whole story. What story? We have checked thoroughly on Mr. Boomer, and we find that his aunt is moving today. This suitcase and contents is her property, and Mr. Boomer did leave it with you for safekeeping. There is no case against him whatsoever. Oh, Oh, dear. Well... Uh, I'm sorry, Boomer, but you know how it is. Give a dog a bad name and people are bound to bark up the wrong tree. <laughs> I made it. Keep your condolences, Prune Pitt. I have been sorely wounded, cut to the quick. My self-esteem has been rudely shattered, and I shall seek equity in the court of law. What? My attorneys, Wagstaff, Wormser, Clamwell, Offenderfer, Bergheim, O'Toole... And a slightly wench in her outer office <laughs> will serve papers on you shortly. You have been guilty of libel, slander, and defamation of character. Can he do that to us, Mr. Mayor? As a public official, Mrs. McGee, I cannot advise you. But uh, privately, in my capacity of lawyer, I should say he has a clear-cut case. He can recover large amounts of damages. I'll make it easy, Riff Raff. Fifty thousand. Fifty thousand? Why, you big crook? A hundred thousand. Oh, yeah? I bet you planted that suitcase here on purpose, knowing that we couldn't resist the sense of... <laughs> knowing that it might come open, and then you could sue it. You, you chiseler. Two hundred thousand. Do I hear any further bidding? Going, going, gone to the overnourished little termite in the repulsive necktie. <laughs> If I might make a suggestion, my friends, let's talk this thing over. I'm sure there's been some misunderstanding. Two hundred thousand, not a cent less. The honor of the boomers is at stake, and if there's anything I like, it's a good stake. Yes, indeed. I'm quite sure that if a proper apology was made to Mr. Boomer... I won't apologize. That guy's as crooked as a hotel coat hanger. And I won't get a... He won't get a nickel out of me. Pardon me a minute. Now, isn't there something in the law, Mr. Mayor, about a complainant coming into court with clean hands? Yes, there is, Mrs. McGee, now that you speak of it. If a complainant wishes to sue and his past record has been... Such I'll come down to 50000 <laughs> He can't sue anybody. He's been in more courts than Helen will. And if he thinks for one minute... Uh, 10000 Why, he's got a prison record as long as my arm, and if the government were asked about him... Uh, 500 <laughs> Just a moment, Mr. Boomer. I think it might be wise to drop the case right here. If it's true that you have a criminal record, Nothing of I... the sort, nothing of the sort. Merely because I have frequently been the unfortunate victim of legal persecution, never let it be said that Horatio K. Boomer would not seek to vindicate his integrity. How about a hundred bucks, Pipsqueak? <laughs> Mr. Mayor. Under the circumstances, Mrs. McGee, I don't like to see you do it, but if he really starts suit, it would cost you more than that to defend yourself. All right. Same, dearie. Well, okay. I just got a hundred on me. Here, Boomer. Ah, thank you, my boy. Thank you. 
We shall consider the whole unfortunate matter closed as of now. Come, Mr. Mayor, let us not intrude further upon the time of these good peasants. Ah, my suitcase, please, Barlett. Thank you. Well, of all the dirty loads... McGee, look huh? out the window. Huh? Where? On the porch. Boomer is giving the mayor some money. Huh? He's dividing up the hundred dollars with him. Why, those dirty crooks. It was a frame-up. Let me at it. $40, there you are, Mr. Mayor, and I hope that in the future... Oh, I'll wait just a minute there. I caught you in the act, didn't I? What do you mean, McGee? Oh, we saw you divvying up the swag, didn't we, dearie? I'll say we did. Working together, huh? Just a couple of shakedown artists. Bunko boys. A fine mayor. Yes, you... helping a crook like Boomer to shake down innocent citizens. Why, of all Excuse the... Excuse me, Mrs. McGee. Mr. Boomer's aunt is moving into a house owned by me. The first month's rent in advance is $50. This is the $50. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Trivia. I guess I... My lawyers will call on you tomorrow, McGee, to start suit for defamation of character. And I have no prison record. Good day. Oh, dear. Oh, sure. Oh, taxi. The Trivia just called up. Well, what does he want now? He isn't going to sue. Oh. <laughs> he was just scaring us. <laughs> well, that's nice. Yeah. Say, how did you happen to have $100 in your pocket? Who, me? Yes, you. Where'd you get it? Out of that suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it might be counterfeit, and I was going to check with the bank. <laughs> Good night. Good night, all. <laughs>